Hi there, my name is Michael Harris. Welcome to Falling Up Radio. I'm your host. I'm so excited for our guest today. First, so I, I want to mention a, a couple of things. Depending upon where you're listening, you, you might be listening on the website fallingupradio.com or you might be on Stitcher or iTunes or somewhere else. But if you go to the website, falling down, here, can you hold that up? I can. Falling Down, Getting Up. You can get a free copy of that book. You can just download it right away from the website and enjoy reading it. That was number one in Yoga, Stress, and Recovery. It was a great book. I got another book too, but I'm not going to talk about it today because we simply don't have the time. Mm -hmm. But I did want to mention, again, I got a new shipment of my hats, Falling Up Radio. Can you hold that? I can. So everybody can see how cool that hat is. Falling Up Radio. Um, so those aren't up for sale yet, but pretty soon I'll get them up on the website and you can download or download. I don't know how you download a hat, I don't know. but That's maybe there, there's some way. Anyway, let's get right to our guest. I'm super excited today for our guest. We're talking actually directly from, from Bend, Oregon. And I've known Michelle a little bit, not real well over the years, uh, but she's done just this really remarkable thing and like has really changed not only the nature of band and our city, but also nationally. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you a little bit about her. About 10 years ago, what year was it? 08. 08, okay. In 08, a friend of hers, Jamie, yeah. her co-founder, and they started a little company called Kombucha Mama. Yep. And it was before anybody knew what Kombucha was. I certainly didn't know what it was, and it was some weird name that I had heard around town. And then eventually this business continued to grow. That little seed that they had planted in the ground just blossomed. It was like growing like Chinese bamboo, you know, <laughs> like a foot a day. It was growing so yeah. fast. And now this, this little kombucha mama brand is known as Hum Kombucha, and it's a national and probably in a couple of countries that I don't even know about. Yeah. But Michelle, she's fluent in Spanish. She's a classically trained pianist. Yep. Uh, you have two or three kids? Two. Two, two kids. Yeah. You were on Dancing with the Stars, not the big one, but with the <laughs> Sparrow Club. But that's pretty big just for, for Band Oregon. And she's talking with myself and a group of, of other people with Les Brown, depending upon when you're listening to this, uh, Wednesday, April 24th, 2019, right here in Bend, Oregon. So we're all really super excited to have the opportunity to speak with Les. If you're watching or listening to this after that, just enjoy this episode anyway, because we're going to talk a lot about you we'll and what, what you've done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, oh, the other thing, we're also going to walk around. This is their tap room. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that in a minute, but I want to dive right into the beginning. So you and Jamie, in 2008, the end of 08, the business started in 09, but we met at the end of 08. You know what? I didn't even tell them your name. Oh, that's okay. This person right here, <laughs> Michelle Mitchell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you're, you're co-founder and what they call chief cultural agent. Chief cultural angel. Angel. Yeah. Okay. That's cool too. Yeah. Okay. So get, getting back to when you started. What were you thinking? I mean, were you in your kitchen, you and Jamie making your own kombucha? What, what, how did this all come about? Yeah, we, um, Jamie and I actually met on the tennis courts at the wow. athletic club. Neither one of us played tennis very well, but we were, uh, we were in a beginning tennis class and there were seven other women in the class and I don't play tennis very well. It was a beginning class and 
-hmm. but I'm relatively athletic and I kind of felt like if I hit the ball too hard over the net to some of them I was gonna hurt somebody because I didn't know what I was doing Jamie gets across the net from me and just starts railing the ball at me and I thought that one I can play with that one we are gonna wow. have a ton of fun and she had just moved to Bend as well uh, couple months prior to me I had been traveling for three years with my then husband and uh, it was the end of 08 I hadn't been working uh, the market obviously tanked mm -hmm. and the uh, middle of 08 so when she and I got together neither one of us had a job we had just moved to a brand new community and we knew we wanted to do something for the community we just mm -hmm. felt this sense of um, care and compassion in a community that we hadn't even been a part of for very long but everyone we had met so far came with such welcoming arms keep going that we just wanted <laughs> to be a part of it and and help take care and so uh we talked about different business ideas that we were going to do and a lot of them required capital which we had none of and i said in the meantime i make this tea and it's called kombucha tea and i've been making it for you know about a decade I learned from my mother-in-law who'd been making it since the 80s mm -hmm. I say make this tea and you know it starts with the scoby and two becomes four becomes eight becomes 16 and we can just do that until we you know figure out something else to do so were, were you making it on your own first like yeah. you know the, the mother that makes cookies yeah. and then eventually sells the cookies yeah I think it was like that so it was kind of like it was that. like that yeah. so at what point did you and Jamie think hey we need a building we need to get out of our garage. Well, that came really quickly. Um, most of it due to lack of space. Like we we thought, our, our name used to be Kombucha, our Gmail account was Kombucha Mama 256. Mm -hmm. And the reason that it was 256 is because we could fit 256 glass gallons of kombucha in the closet. We made shelves and 256 glass gallon jars fit. Well, an another thing, you, you had CO2 containers, is that correct? We did, but not yet. Okay, but your first ones were what, five gallons? No, they were um, our delivery. We yeah. used to deliver door to door. Right. Yeah, they were one gallon. Okay, like so one gallon, yeah. and, and you got them from a local company here. Yeah. Yeah. The gallon glass jars or the actual? No, the, the, the CO2 containers that, that you made the bubbly with. Right? From the, the brew shop. Right. Yeah. And and how how large were those containers? Oh, you mean our what we brewed the, the from Deschutes? The the CO two the CO two tanks. Um, because oh. now it's like you got like a twelve thousand. Yeah, I they, I, I I'm not even allowed to speak about those things anymore because I don't know. Yo, all you, of you, them. you don't know. <laughs> all well, of them I know somebody that used to sell them to you. Okay. Yeah. So I I know you started out with these little five gallon yes, tanks. Yes. Yes. And now you got the, like a twelve thousand dollar tank at the brewery. That seems absolutely right. And that yeah. was actually after we moved into our facility because we didn't have that in my kitchen. Well, no, probably not. But we just we moved from my we started the business in the beginning of '09, February mm -hmm. of '09, and we moved into our first facility. In September of 09 October maybe because yeah. um, we ran out of space number one and number two I got pregnant with my first child mm. and frankly couldn't stand the smell of the kombucha in my house anymore <laughs> so we needed to move yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so so keep going how, how did you were growing kombucha mama and I remember I don't remember what year it was and I remember this rumbling around our town saying that you guys were gonna oh. rename Oh, yeah. kombucha mama and I thought no you can't do that 
lot of people. I was one of those opinions. people at the time <laughs> that it's just like, no way, you can't do that. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it was very unpopular yeah. at the time for yeah. like two weeks, and then everyone got on board. Yeah, then I forgot what the name was. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was five years into our business, so we're now coming upon our 10th year. So at five years in the business, you started looking at this thing going, oh my gosh, this is like going to be huge. Yeah. Yeah, and it was actually probably, I would say, three to four years into the business because it took us about a year and a half to do the full rebrand before unveiling it to the town and to, you know, all the people that we served. Uh -huh. But, uh, yeah, it was about three and a half, four years in the business, and we kept getting, uh, people would write in and say, hey, you know, I came to Bend to visit, and I really loved your kombucha. How can I get it in Chicago? And we were like, someday it'll be there. It's not there yet. You know, thanks for writing in. And uh, we kept getting those over and over and over. And we finally got to the point where we looked at ourselves. We looked at the business and it was, it was, a, it was a, a crux. In, it, it was definitely a part where we knew we were either gonna stay small and local and serve Central Oregon and, and maybe, well, Oregon, Washington, maybe Northern California, that was it, or we were gonna offer it to as many people as possible. And we decided we were gonna offer it to as many people, people as possible. And with that then came the, we knew we needed to name it something different. Uh -huh. Because at the time, I think it was less than 3% of the US population knew what kombucha was. And we had a very hippie name, it was Kombucha Mom, and it had a lotus flower. And it was super, you know, all the yogis were like, oh, that's great. But so for the people in Oregon, we, you know, we all got on board, but if we're gonna yeah. go to, Iowa and you know Ohio yeah. I can say that because I'm from Iowa uh -huh. <laughs> then we couldn't name it kombucha mama right. and so we needed to come up with something that was more accessible uh -huh. and so how'd you come up with the name where did it come from did you bring in a namer what how'd you do it we partnered with an amazing local agency mm -hmm. called TBD and mm -hmm. um Paul Evers and Renee Mitchell definitely led the charge uh, with us. And we, we actually came in and we said, hey, we want to make this, you know, a little bigger. So we would like help with our label. So we just want it to look a little more sophisticated. Yeah. And they said, well, would you ever consider renaming, you know, rebranding? And we were like, no, that's a terrible idea. We were yeah. of the same opinion. We're like, no, we have yeah. the best name ever. Yeah. And they said, okay, can you just be a little bit open to it and consider it? And we yeah. said, yeah, absolutely. So mm -hmm. we met for an hour and a half for a year and a half every single week and hum ultimately like I mean we had we had whiteboards of ideas about what it could be named we all sat in the room and mm -hmm. shared all these things and hum was actually right in the middle of the whiteboard but it was just h-u-m and we all of us really liked it because it kind of, it did pay tribute to you know to hum om you know that that like Mm, yoga om -ing mm, right. quality mm. Um, as well as it's humming along or people hum when they're happy yeah. or um, it just we knew we had a lot yeah. that we could do with it we yeah. just loved it yeah. at the end of the day we just loved it yeah and and now again you've become a national brand mm. and what have you been into are you in Canada we now are. too yep Mexico, in, in, um, we're in, in, are you over the pond? In Canada, we're over the pond. We have a, um, a partnership in Sweden, so it is uh, moving throughout Europe as wow. well. Wow. Yeah. Now, you've had to have some people come along and try to buy you out. Yeah. 
we've had people ask how you know where we're at at on that yeah. spectrum, and we just tell them that we're we're not there. Yeah, you know, maybe someday. Because I, I right would imagine somebody like Pepsi might come along and say, "Hey, you you look like a brand that we want yeah. to grow with." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I imagine that would happen. I mean, I think at the end of the day, we just really want to get this product to as many people as possible with the integrity that we have today. Yeah. And at some point, it will likely happen that we no longer, there's somebody that can take it further than yeah. us or yeah. a partner that is able, but it would have to be the, the right. absolute right partner sure. Sure. for it because we really, yeah. really love our yeah. brand and our now, product. Now, I know the other thing about and you and Jamie had this real strong belief that you need to treat your employees mm -hmm. really as almost like partners and you need to like really um, like use the word love mm -hmm. and really love them and have them be part of what you're doing. Can you talk a little bit about the nature of that yeah. thinking and that philosophy? Oh, I think, you know, f for us, I'll speak from my perspective and I know that Jamie shares this as well. I just, we spend so much of our adult lives in work. I mean, for most people, more time than they spend with their family and more time than they spend in their waking hours doing any other thing. And so to, to not be able to come to a place and love that space and love what they're doing, that, that just seems painful. And I, you know, I, my title is Chief Cultural Angel and I take it to heart so much because I, I have always wanted from day one in our business and still to this day, wanted to create a space where people could thrive they, and there, there's room for them to fail. There's room for them to try things on and, and hopefully it works. And if it doesn't work, they, they learn from it and they can pick themselves up and do it again. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you can't keep doing the same bad thing over and over, but right, at the end right. of the day, like there's space for it. There's space for everybody at the table to show up and say, I actually think, you know, even somebody on the packaging line that has had some other experiences says, you know, actually, if we kind of went a little bit further to the left or a little bit further to the right, this could be more efficient for the business. And I, we just value people in the gifts that they bring mm -hmm. and creating the space for them to be able to show yeah, up. Yeah. And we write love notes. We oh. do use the word love. We write yeah. love notes. Oh, how sweet. Yeah. That's nice. The other thing that I know that, that you started at one point, and I don't know whether you're still doing it now, but at one point, other people within our community that were also interested in creating their own kombucha or kombucha companies, mm -hmm. you actually allowed them to come in and you yeah. worked with them. Yeah. And you were helping them. Are you still doing that? Yeah, yeah. Whenever, yeah. I mean, we get a lot of people that write in that say, hey, I'm just, we, in fact, we just had a gal from um, Switzerland come a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago and she said, okay, I'm starting my company in Switzerland. How do I do this, this, and this? And I said, I don't know how much we can help as far as Swiss law and regulations and so on, but these are some of the steps that we took. And so... So, I mean, how many companies out there actually help other people that could potentially mm. be so-called competitors out yeah, there yeah. start their own business? I, I mean, mean, I don't I know like of anybody that does I don't that. either, but I hope that someday that becomes much more of a normal thing rather yeah. than, you know, rather yeah, than yeah, yeah. the opposite. Yeah. But I think, too, there's, you know, there we have um, Gary Fish, the co-founder of Deschutes, is on our board, and he says that... You know, there's there are a lot of similarities between the vibe that happens within the kombucha community mm -hmm. to that of the craft brew industry. I think yeah. that 
it's interesting. We're at an interesting time now. The market is getting much more saturated in both of those industries. Yeah. But I think um, there has been a general you know, camaraderie between different brands mm -hmm. and how to, how to, you know, help each other out. Mm -hmm. And we all know that we, once we get on the field, we are competing. We are fierce competitors and you know, yeah. we can be nice about it. Yeah. 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 That's great. There's a couple more things we could talk for a long time. Yeah. I, I, I have no doubt. Uh, there's a couple of things I'd like to know a little bit more about you. And then I'd also like to take maybe a walk around the tap room Great. and show that off a little bit. Sure. But first, we are falling up radio. Mm. And all of us face some kind of challenge in our life that maybe had a profound change or a shift or a transformation, whatever you want to call it. Mm. What for you are you willing to reveal mm. or, or talk about that maybe has had an impact for you that the listeners may be, might be helpful for them to hear too? Yeah, yeah, that's... um. It's a very easy one for me to pick out. It wasn't an easy one to go through. Mm -hmm. But um, about four years ago, my husband and I, who, um, you know, we have our two kids, uh, we decided to split and mm -hmm. split households. And the year before that, when my youngest was almost two and my oldest was just over four, uh, he, he went away for a year and we didn't see him. And mm -hmm. when he came back, um, and six weeks after he came back, it was very clear that we would no longer be sharing a household. Mm -hmm. So for me, growing up in Iowa in a very Catholic family where nobody gets divorced ever, mm -hmm. no matter what, and yeah. I didn't know anybody that had gotten divorced. I mean, yeah, I didn't know anyone really close to me. It sure. was um, a heavy burden to bear, but it wasn't... Eric and I always had an incredible friendship, incredible incredible friendship, an incredible partnership as it related to just navigating through mm -hmm. life. Um, we did well in business together. He was part of our business for a very long time until just, just a handful of months ago, actually. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't do very well in the intimacy department. We just didn't mm -hmm. connect. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean just physical intimacy, just overall. It wasn't something where we were able to find each other in. And I... You know, I think I would have suffered out this lifetime, if that's a way to say it. I don't know that that's accurate, but in a space that um, was less than what I knew possible. Yeah. So at the time, I felt like the rug was pulled out from under me, and he and he was the one that said, "Okay, this isn't. It's not fair. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to our kids." And. Um, I mean, for that year and a half, it was everything I could do to go to work in the morning and put one foot in front of the other and just start and just continue to show up for my kids and my mm -hmm. business and I mean, business partner at the time, Jamie, I mean, if there's anyone that suffered secondarily as much as Eric and I, it was her because she shared an office with the two of us. Mm -hmm. The three of us shared an office together. And, and so while you were going through this, you were sharing an office. Yes. Yeah. And it was more important to both of us, you know, it was, for me, the health of my children, our children, and the health of our business was more important than my individual suffering at the time, because I knew that, I knew that we'd work it out. Like somehow, I mean, if you asked me at that point, I, I'm sure I would have said, I don't really know, but I knew deeply that he and I would work it out because yeah. we are so connected. And... Um, 
and 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 we did you know yeah. we we took our lumps and he's now happily remarried to an amazing woman who loves my kids and helps raise our family together mm -hmm. and we do family dinners every week and it's a really beautiful yeah. situation but boy that's uh, a time yeah it's a little rough <laughs> so you you were what what i'm hearing is you were able to essentially put the idea of principles before the personalities that were there and mm -hmm. sometimes that's the hardest thing that we can do in our life yeah. say okay there's a principle here mm -hmm. we have kids we're working together how can we move through and not allow the personality challenges that may be present the mm -hmm. relationship challenges to be present to override that totally yeah yeah so that's huge and I think it takes an extraordinary high degree of emotional intelligence which we didn't have at some points during that path but in those times a lot of grace yeah you know for the other and for the self and, yeah um, for for me I find it harder to have grace for myself yeah um, and that's been a great work yeah well, that's great yeah well let's pause just for a moment okay. and, and then take a walk around awesome. okay Hi, now we're in the tap room, the hum tap room. And I gotta first ask you a question before you show us around. Okay. This place, if I remember, was it 2013? That was the first kombucha tap room in the country. Yeah. Is that right? Yep, that's I'm right. Push your face there. So it follows <laughs> you around. Yeah. So tell us about the tap room and why you did it. Oh, this was a dream of ours for, uh, well, we started the business in 09, I guess it didn't happen until 2013, but we, um, because first of all, we didn't know, could a, cause it, could a business actually hold up? Are there enough people that want to come through the doors to just drink kombucha? Uh -huh. It's still such a new concept to people, even though it's not a new drink at all, at all but in the West it was new. So, uh, as it turns out, it worked out fine, and this is our tap room. This used to be actually where we brewed all of our kombucha as well, until two years ago, we moved our brewing facility to the east side of Bend. Yeah. And so now it's our tap room. And I know that we're going to get to it, but right yeah. over here is where the, you did all the brewing. Did all of it. Now that's all seating. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so, one of the things, if you, if you look up there, you see the hum. There it is right there. But look at all of these taps. I mean, it's just like phenomenal. Yeah. So what is your favorite flavor? Okay, well, this is a terrible thing to say because it's not actually on tap anymore. My favorite flavor is original, uh, which maybe is, is right here. <laughs> it's not there. Wow. Um, my favorite newest flavor. I have a couple of favorite new flavors and they are Ginger Joy. I really like that one and I really like the Cucumber Lime Mint. Um, I love our Lemon Ginger. I, you know, I, I like most of them, but my favorite is original. Yeah. yeah. And how many flavors did you start with one flavor? Original. And then how'd you get to two or three or four? Okay, this was fun. We had a partnership with another local uh, business called Mother's and they gave us fresh squeezed, fresh pressed juices in, um, in like containers with pumps. And so we would take them to the farmer's market and we would have our original flavor and pumps of different juices. We had like a pineapple juice, a pomegranate juice, a lemon juice, and people would take their glass of original kombucha and they would just put in different pump flavors in. Wow. And when we found a combo that we really liked, we started saying, okay, we could do pomegranate lemonade, which was one of our first flavors, or you can try your own. And, 
and we would test them out at farmers market and then this tap room was really important to us and still is for us to try out new flavors like we'll have a brewer's batch that comes through every quarter mm -hmm. and depending on how well it's received you know shows us whether we actually are going to bottle that and distribute it nationwide otherwise it's just a specialty for the tap room yeah yeah, yeah. so now I suspect when you first got this building, I kind of remember when it when it happened. Yeah. Were you like scared out of your words? Oh, yeah. 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 We're like, yeah. Yeah. It was so big. Yeah. Huge yeah. and. Yeah. Now, how many square feet is this? Five. Sorry, this. Yes, this is five thousand square feet. And now we're not at your big facility. Yeah. How big is that? Just over forty. Just over forty. Yeah. Our walk-in cooler at our facility is the size of this entire building. Wow. Yeah. That's phenomenal. I was really scared when we got into that. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then up here, if you look up here, you get all these bottles up here. What do you call these bottles? Growlers. There's growlers, growlers and growlettes. Oh, growlettes. Yeah, these are growlettes. Who says a growler has to hold just one flavor? That's yeah, who says a growler just has to hold one flavor? One of the fun things about um, that people, when they come into the tap room, they mix their flavors. So they'll mm. say, you know, I want half coconut lime, half pomegranate lemonade, yeah. half, you know, mango passion fruit, half, you know. Other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So let's show people your, okay. the rest of it, the space here, because it's, it's so... Re remarkable that you can have a place where people just come in for kombucha. Isn't that crazy? Kombucha tap room. Yeah, we do have some beer on tap too. Um, yeah, so this until very, very recently, in fact, I believe that our rebuild for this space, uh, I mean, it, it was last summer. <laughs> so, uh, so it's not even a year old. The, the way it looks now. So this was our entire brewing facility. All of our bright tanks were right here. Our water filter was right here. Our big tea kettle was right here. And then we had, you know, four different bright tanks here and another bright tank here. There's a floor drain that happened all the way down the middle. And then the bottling line was where the ping pong table is. Well, I like the ping pong table. Uh, it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do people use it a lot? They do, yeah. They yeah. have a ping pong tournament or something. Yeah. So... Let me get this right. You and Jamie started out in your house, in your garage, in your kitchen, yep. making some kombucha for yourself. Yeah. And then somehow, here you are, and this is your small facility. This is our small facility. And you got t-shirts, yeah. and you got a ping pong table. <laughs> I mean, it's just phenomenal what you've done. Thanks. And I think that that's really, I mean, a huge saying, especially in today's world and the way that you do it, and the, the idea of treating your staff with love mm. and respect, which isn't always done. You know, I, I heard something in the news recently about they, they were being talked to through our Congress mm. and saying, you know, an employee of yours makes this amount of money. And, you know, he was making tens of millions of dollars as the owner of the company. Is there something that you can do? And, you know, the idea was, well, I don't know. Let me think about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the employee was likely paying more taxes than mm -hmm. this particular individual. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think about the way that we handle things. 
our life in capitalism, and capitalism is is really great. Mm -hmm. But like when we have a company and employees and everything else, I mean, I'm with you. When when I had a bunch of employees at one time too, I treated them differently than what most places, yeah. and a lot of them were surprised yeah. the the way that I did that. So I think that that's an example of way that we can handle our, our business, social mm -hmm. entrepreneurship, wh mm -hmm. whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your thinking around that because I think that that's so vital. Yeah, I do too. I mean, and like I said earlier, eventually I want that to be the norm for our country and our world. And that might sound like a you know grandiose pie in the sky dream, but I, I, don't, I don't think it's out of the question. I think that, I guess, I, I, I believe in the innate goodness of people, mm -hmm. and I believe in, I believe that, that people just want to be heard, and they want to be accepted for who they are, where they are. I believe that they, um, you know, generally see the good in others, and yes, while there are plenty of examples where there's not, that's not true, or it doesn't appear to be true, mm -hmm. I think there's plenty of examples where that is, does appear to be true and does show. And I think the more we can focus on those and really pave those roads, then, then it eventually hopefully does become the norm. And it's not such a great idea to treat people with genuine kindness and respect. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah that's wonderful. So tell people, one of the things that we didn't talk about and most people have heard or have seen kombucha. Mm -hmm. But what's really the reason behind kombucha? I mean, what's it good for? I mean, I know right. it's not like a Pepsi or a 7-Up. Right. What is kombucha and how does it affect us? Yeah, so kombucha, um, the main thing that it is good for is for digestion, for gut health. Um, a lot of probiotics... Um, antioxidants in the kombucha different depending on which flavors we're using there's lots of different vitamins that are in the kombucha so it's really a lot of people I think use it as mm -hmm. a substitute um, for their afternoon soda or their afternoon coffee even kombucha gives a natural energy boost it has a lot of B vitamins mm -hmm. so it gives just a natural energy boost that doesn't um, that affects your body differently than uh, caffeine would mm -hmm. trust me I like my coffee in the morning I'm pretty psyched <laughs> about my coffee yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but um, those are kind of the primary benefits of it. Yeah. So is, is that why you started using it initially or started making it? Because you thought, oh, I'm, I'm, I need to have something better for me. Okay, the real reason I started making it originally had to do with my mother-in-law. Um, she had been making it since the 80s, and she made hers really, really strong. Like, it was strong. It was like taking, taking a shot of whiskey in the morning. It's not so good. Mm. But she swore by it, and she had been making it again, since the early 80s, took a shot of it every day, because that's literally all that you could get down of her kombucha was a shot, and um, and never got sick. The woman was incredibly healthy. And then she and Eric, um, my now ex-husband, went to Africa for a handful of months, and her SCOBY died. So SCOBY is what the kombucha is made from. It's an acronym for Symbiotic Colony of Bacteria and Yeast, and um, it's what actually ferments the... Yeah. The helps in the fermentation of the product. Yeah. So um, her scoby died when she was gone to mm -hmm. Africa, and then she didn't replace it, and she got sick, like this crazy sickness that she probably picked up in Africa, and I don't know what it was, and she just, every time she would get a little cold, she would lose her voice. Mm -hmm. And um, 
and, and that happened. And so then she, we got another SCOBY a handful of years later. She started making kombucha again and she never got sick again. And I'm not saying that the kombucha was curing everything. I'm just saying that these were the series of events that happened yeah. and she swore by it. And so we would start drinking hers and again, it was bad. So I started tinkering with it. I love to tinker with things and I took meticulous notes about, you know, how much tea, how much sugar, how much brewing time, how much, what the temperature was, et cetera, et cetera. And um, just started making it to what I thought tasted pretty awesome. Yeah. Then I met Jamie and we refined it a little bit from there and we started adding flavors and now yeah. here we are. Yeah. I remember some of the original kombucha and it was bad. It was a little tough to Yeah, take it, it. it was tough. Yeah. But like, you know, you gave me a, a drink of what flavor was it? The, the yeah. ginger, ginger juniper. Ginger juniper. Which yeah. was great. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it too. So, one of the things I want to say today about our show, I mean, just talking to you, I've learned a lot. I mean, I've, I've learned a lot about business. I've learned a lot about the idea of planting seeds and letting them grow and having that vision of really taking what you want to do and the idea of even spreading kombucha for health reasons and, and what it can do to others, but doing it in a way filled with, you know, really love and integrity, not only for yourselves, but for everybody that, that you work with. So as we come towards at the end of our show, are there maybe a couple of ideas or thoughts that you can share with other people that may be in a place where they're ready to do something or they're ready mm -hmm. to, to do something mm -hmm. different or to make a change? Yeah, you know what? I'm actually going to use a phrase that um, Gary Fish articulated so well at a board meeting not so long ago. Mm -hmm. He said, don't let perfect get in the way of good. Sometimes you just gotta go for it. I mean, when we were starting the business, we had no idea what we were doing. We just were laughing, having fun. We knew we wanted to do this. We had a great product. We said, hey, do you wanna buy some? And we just went for it. We had no um, fear at the time of if it worked, if it didn't work, no attachment. Mm -hmm. And we just went for it. And yes, there, as we talked about earlier, there were certainly points in our business where we were nervous and you know, certainly had some trepidation, but I think that, man, if you just, just go for <laughs> just it go and for don't it. Yeah. worry about all the details, surround yourselves with really smart people. That was one thing so, I feel so, like so, we did so really let, well. let me ask if I can yeah. interrupt you for a moment. What I'm also hearing is that your vision was so strong about what you wanted to yeah. do. And maybe you couldn't see beyond the headlights. Maybe you couldn't see the vision as big as what, where it is today, mm -hmm. but you had a vision and that, that idea of money and time seemed yeah. to melt away. Totally. That you just did, took that step, wasn't worried about that perfection, which is really mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 That, and we asked a lot of questions along the way. Yeah. yeah. A lot of questions. Yeah. 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 That's powerful. I mean, I, again, I want to go back to um, our upcoming talk together with Les Brown. I'm super excited. Yeah. And I know it's going to be really an amazing event that's going to happen with all the people involved and the way it's all going to unfold, I know it's going to be perfectly imperfect, right? Perfectly imperfect. It, 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 it always is yeah. that way. So um, if you like this episode, which I don't know why you wouldn't, share this with friends, you know, maybe post something on the website, 
um, fallingupradio.com or go to our Facebook page. It's all listed on the page. Tell them how they can get a hold of you or know, learn more about Hum Kombucha. Yeah, humkombucha.com or hum.com, H-U-M-M.com. We'll get you, you, you to our that homepage. Name too? I know. Oh, did. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. It is a good one. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that, that, that's a good move. So hum.com, again, at fallingupradio.com. If you're listening on Stitcher, iTunes, just go to the website. You can get the information on, do you want a Facebook page up there too? We do have a Facebook okay. page. It's just, it's the Hum yeah. Facebook so page. So we'll, we'll, we'll post that up yeah, there too. Yeah, that's great. And an Instagram page. And an Instagram, you, you've got we it We have all. all the pages. You've got all the pages. <laughs> <laughs> Even the ones people don't know I yet. I guess, yeah. 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 So again, it's... Uh, Share this with your friends. Get a, a copy of Falling Down, Getting Up uh, for free online. Come see us with Les Brown. And if you're watching this after, just share this with friends and, yeah. and see whether you can't get some kombucha in your neighborhood, some home kombucha. Really? And, spread the love. And spread the love, yeah. So thank you again. I'm, I'm really honored that you took this time to share your experience and, and your, your strength with us today and, and with the listeners. So, Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me. I really yeah. appreciate it. Absolutely. So keep smiling. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye.